Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome in to episode 148 of the Dumb Mars Podcast. It's your boys, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch back at it again. Talking about everything that is the world of pro wrestling, giving you our Mount Rushmore and Jabroni of the Week. Gentlemen, how we living, how we feeling? Jason, you look like you should be on an episode of Chris Hansen, How to Catch a Predator, because you're in a in a dingy dark basement with a Care Bear shirt on. This is not a good look for the show. Dingy, what are we doing? What are you talking about? What are we, what are we doing right now? Hey, I've been delegated to other spaces by my family, so I'm out of town. Let's get out of here. They couldn't let you, you know, get a spare bedroom to do the show in. Like nothing, you got put in the basement. I I chose this spot. I was gonna take it outside, but dogs are out there. I'm not doing it. On vacation. Um. So so kudos to you. Look at you being a a, a good employee of the podcast and showing up. I show up. Vacation. I show up. I may do. I may not do the work. But I show up. <laughs> yeah, we know that's true. We know you definitely don't do the work. But we'll we'll take participation. We'll give you participation points. You you're here. You're here for attendance. Um, as you're snacking on something like usual. Um, Gets me by. Donald Donald yeah. is off the show today. He he did his rosy red glass gimmick last week and decided to phone it in this week. <laughs> do you have to do the laundry for the family behind you while you're there? I hope not. I could. I could start a load. That'd be the right thing to do. (laughs) Expect a mankind and Undertaker to jump out at any moment at you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Busy week, busy week. How was everybody's week? How we living? How we feeling? Everybody good? Doing better over here. Doing better? Doing better. Better's always good. Yep. Don't want to be worse. I slept on a love sack, so I'm... uh, you're 40. It's not hey, look. How was, <laughs> how was the love sack? Oh, it was terrible. It's comfortable, but it's terrible at 40. My mother laid down on it for like a good, a good she fell, she took a nap on it. Okay. And got stuck on it <laughs> and couldn't get up. So she woke up with like Charlie horses. Uh, we had to drag her out that thing. And I was like, you know, I was, you know, I was cool about it. But in my heart, I was laughing. <laughs> Till I decided to lay on it for the night. And now I'm in pain. <laughs> With your back too. Yeah. No, no love on the love sack. Just, just Jason's old ass breaking down. Is, is it like love. the one like my sister has? The like the real big one. It's the, it's like the oh, it's big one. <laughs> it's like the oblong one, and I'm still too big for that thing. <sighs> Pro not coming like, in. Not like the fancy uh, love sack couch or anything like that. Huh? Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Pro pros out here killing the internet recently. This guy's all over the place. He's a AEW mark, but he was at a WWE event. Um, you know, he's out here making moves, dropping videos, having watch alongs. Pro doing his thing. Well, a round of applause for Pro. Pro, oh, Pro, congratulations, congratulations, Pro, out there doing your thing. I appreciate the dad joke vibe that you bring every single week that you join us. <laughs> we'll continue to bring that in. Um, all right, where we want to go, where we want to start, how we want to kick this thing off. We're going to jump right into to Mount Rushmore and Jabroni. Let's get right into we it. Got, we got anything else right into it? Um, well, since we're on a positive vibe right now, we'll just keep it going. Um, and after all, <laughs> come on now, don't. Eh. I, 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 I,
I'll sit there with you. I, I'll agree with you, bro. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Donna was falling asleep during the event. He was on my couch. He, he falls asleep on every event. Don't Oh, I know you can't talk about him. Look, I fall asleep on <laughs> events. That's what is boring. He falls asleep to every event. This is true. This is true. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay, you're normally the one to hit the to hit the the couch at, at my house and and zonk out for a couple matches. Donald, that boy was doing the head nod and everything like he was in class. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he had that screwball and it was just it was game over. He had to take a little nap after that screwball. Yeah. Yeah. I summer I'm not gonna necessarily hate on SummerSlam. Um was there stuff that I really liked? Yes. Was there stuff that I didn't care for? Absolutely. Is it a pay-per-view that I'm gonna go back and rewatch again? Probably not. So from that standpoint, I guess you could say it was Meh. I'd probably say the, the only real exciting part for me was uh, was EO. Like that's the part that I could sit there and say, okay, I'd watch that part again. Oh, who who actually knows what they're doing whenever they're giving predictions and book the shit correctly? This guy Fuck's right sake. here. Why? Why? I don't know why everybody. I don't know why people doubt me whenever I give predictions and storylines <laughs> on this show because everything I says comes true. <laughs> when he predicts it right. He doesn't get the credit, but whatever he predicts it wrong, we don't talk about it. I don't give out wrong predictions. Okay. <laughs> no, that's I'm never happened. I'm Nostradamus. <laughs> Everything I say comes true in the pro wrestling world. Okay. So if we're if we're coming up on a big event, tune in for the predictions because nine times out of ten, which is a very high percentage, I'm right. I get I get shit more right than Melter and Alvarez do. And I'm and I'm not a, up here. And I'm not in the wrestling journalist world. Hey, we got what? Four more prediction shows at the end of the month? Absolutely. I'm going <laughs> to knock them all out of the park. Knock them all out of the park. All right. So before we get into this, let, let's bring this up because this, this came out this week. Um, depending on the tea leaves and what you read, what you pay attention to. There's there's rumblings in, in the WWE world as far as who's to blame for that match. Creative is blaming Rhonda and Shayna, saying that they only went out there and did only their ideas and they didn't listen to Creative. Rhonda and Shayna are sitting there blaming Creative for giving them poor Creative to go out there to have a match and make it as believable as possible. My biggest gripe with the whole thing was you didn't even announce the rules to the people in the audience. Now, Pro, you can correct me if I'm wrong if they threw them up on a Jumbotron and just didn't show, but, like, they brought them two in close for the little referee breakdown and explanation of the match, which you heard on TV, but if you were there live, you had no idea what type of match they were getting ready to have. And then it was like you, you, you kept trying to mix the pro wrestling and the MMA aspect and some MMA stuff was, was legit and live via Shayna's eye when she caught that knee mm. from Ronda. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they would have been better off just going out there and letting them two just go at it in a strong, technical, physical match. Let Ronda do her, ju- her judo and, and jujitsu. Let Shayna you know, be the, the Matt grappler and the submission magician. And I think they would have knocked it out of the park. If they would just had a submission match, like don't, don't bring in the MMA rule 
type stuff, just have a submission match. And, yeah. Like, and like you're saying, just let them go. Yeah, see? Doing so. Yeah, I mean, see, that right there is, is what I was saying when we were watching it live at the house, Jay. I said, there's no way this crowd knows what's going on. I mean, they tell you it's an MMA MMA rules match, but you don't know. We're wrestling fans. I couldn't tell you MMA rule, not a single one. Yeah. Even so, if yeah, like, like, even if you announce the match is MMA rules, give some stipulations. Yeah. Give the layout. They were, doomed, they were doomed to fail whenever they didn't let that crowd know what they were getting ready to get into. And if it's an MMA rules match, they didn't do rounds. You know, they just had a match. So it's like it's yeah, it's something in there that's not the same. You know, you got I agree. We're big on criteria here, so they need better criteria for the match. That's a gimmick Absolutely. match you never to do again. Yeah. Yeah, at least not that way. Like they would have been they would have been better off putting that over to the side and building the fight pit and letting them go in there. Like whenever they had Blackman and Ken Shamrock and who mm-hmm. was that King of the Ring back in the day? Mm-hmm. Whenever they had the yeah, let them do that. Set that up off to the side and have it do it and have them go in there and do it. We've seen the fight pit in NXT. Like, why not bring it up as a gimmick on the main roster for one one match that, that needs it? Like I don't there's so many things that they could have did differently with that match, but I think the biggest downfall was them not announcing it to the live crowd, live audience. Like and that that's exactly what I said watching it live. Everybody used it as a bathroom break. Everybody got up and left because nobody knew what was going on. So they're out there just bashing it, booing it, calling it the drizzling shits. Whenever watching it on TV, there were parts of it that were that were wonky and off because they tried to combine the both. But the physicality you could see better on TV probably than live in the crowd because I know there were shots that you didn't see if you were there in the audience that you got on TV where it was kind of like, ooh, like that – that was a real that was a legit shot. That wasn't no working punch. And if and even if it was Rhonda's last match, there's many fans that are kind of oh that were over Rhonda at this point. So they didn't I'm sure that didn't help any interest. Not knowing the match and then not being a fan of Rhonda just probably made it a bathroom break match for them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just Yeah. We heard him. We heard him. <laughs> we heard him. So, all right. Well, since we, you know, SummerSlam got brought up, and we're we're carrying over into the week that was um, WWE Fallout wise. Uh, my Mount Rushmore is for SmackDown as a show last night. Really? I thought the whole two hours was an absolute tremendous show. I love I loved everything they did last night. Um, I love the the storylines that they told. I thought they did a great job with the Escobar Mysterio theory match and angle. Um, I think it's a bigger moment for Santos if he beats his mentor for the belt than just beating theory. So doing the injury angle, having theory take him out, get more heat on theory. Ray comes in, babyface savior, beats the, the heel that took out the guy that was supposed to wrestle for the match in the first place. And now we can get a proper match between santos and ray and i think you make santos a bigger star by having him beat ray for the belt um and beating his mentor so i love that angle the bloodline 
Go ahead. Were they right? Were they right in the wrong with that angle with the injury angle? I don't. Was I don't necessarily. What the concussion? I don't necessarily mm. know. I don't know if they were asked if this was the direction that they were truly going in from the start. Mm. Um, if it was a if it was a pivot, um, to still align from Ryan Clark and them, I I think it was a great pivot. I I enjoyed the the change in direction based on what they gave us last night. So yeah, kudos to them for that angle. Um, I'm not mad at Ray winning the belt based on the the story that they told. So I know Donald would be on here shitting all over it because it's a legend with the title. <laughs> And I know Chris isn't happy because it's Ray Mysterio, but I think the <laughs> the bigger story is Santos beating his mentor for the belt and getting that passing of the torch moment. I was actually I was expecting uh, Dom to interfere last night. I thought for sure I was just like Dom's going to interfere, cost Ray the belt, and that'll be that'll be Theory's way to retain. So whenever Ray won, I I was very surprised that they they actually went that direction. But the first, I didn't even think I didn't do the Santos Ray connection. I was thinking, are they going to go North American champion Dom versus U.S. champ Ray? <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a title for a title, but just like, hey, they're both that that champ. Because I even saw someone post uh, this morning. It was like, well, Ray's the United States champion, but Dom's the whole champion of North America. <laughs> <laughs> Even even with even with them both holding gold, Dom still one one ups his dad um, because he's you know the entire North American yeah. champion. That's tremendous. Um, so yeah, so I was I was into that. Um, Sheamus and Edge I thought was really good. It's hard to believe that they never wrestled, but then when you yeah, think about how long how long Edge was out for, it makes sense. Like oh yeah, they they wouldn't have crossed paths. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be a tremendous match in Toronto next week. Um, and then the bloodline stuff. I saw Busted Open put up a poll on their Twitter or on their X feed. I can't believe we got to call it X, but whatever. Um, did the did the bloodline storyline jump the shark last night? Yes or no? Simple question. I don't think it did. Shark, no. I I think it. I think it. It. It gave another couple branches to the to the story, especially with what Jay said at the end. Mm. I'm out of the bloodline. I'm off the show. I'm out of WWE. Cliffhanger, right there. And UFC. I mean, there was rumors coming out that his contract's up this month. Um. So. We'll see. I mean, do I think he's actually going to leave WWE? No, I think I think him and his brother are both lifers. Yeah. Is it a way to tell a story to get to their match at Payback? Absolutely. Um, and our shout out Kenny from the Call Up Podcast. He put a spoiler out there. So spoilers. <laughs> you're watching live. Just cover your ears, earmuffs. <laughs> if you're going to be watching this on replay later on on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Dunmark's pod. Just make sure you hit the fast forward. But uh, there was a poster circulating for an event where Rikishi's going to be refereeing at and it or appearing at. And it says, come see Rikishi before he referees at payback. So 
that would lead me to believe <laughs> that this is a storyline angle and we're going to get Rikishi coming in to ref the match between his sons at Payback. So, Which, that's going to lead me to the question. Are they hot-shotting that match too quick? Absolutely. They are. You know, you know we, we used to hear this about Vince back in the day. Whenever he was running creative, it was like, watch what you say because it'll end up on TV. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy and Jay went on that interview, and they said, when our mm-hmm. career is done, we would love to have a feud and end it with a match at WrestleMania. So, so uh, Rikishi came out. Of course, the promoter made a mistake. He's getting he's getting yeah, clicks yeah. and views for his event. Like that's that's good promoting on his part. That's what they do. The <laughs> but yeah, Jimmy and Jay went out there and dropped the put it out in the universe. We would love to have a feud with each other and and have a, a you know a match at WrestleMania and end it. It started with us wrestling each other. We're going to end it with us wrestling each other. So. Let's do the payback. Yeah, let's do the payback. Yeah, do I absolutely think they're hot shot in it? Yes. Do I think that that they can carry it to WrestleMania and have them wrestle? No, it's too far away. I feel like Um, you could at least – I mean, we'll see what the storyline is with the Bloodline come Survivor Series, but I feel like you could at least play it up for a bigger event. Yeah, if you could play off the Jimmy left the company, you could stretch that out a little bit longer. Did you buy into did you buy into Jimmy's reasoning as to why he super kicked Jay in the mouth? Reasoning, yes. Uh the acting part of it? No. Yeah. He's horrible now. Of course, yeah. here's the match. Here's the match guy. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't me, mind the every- story. I just like because last night I kind of felt like okay, um, like Jay got his payback. Like he super kicked Jimmy at the end. Like he got, you know, like to me that was like even. So okay, so now they're just gonna go out there and it's more just hot shotting the match at payback if that's the way it goes. It's not official yet; it's just rumored. But if that's where it's going, then yeah, I just feel like they're hot shotting it. Jimmy, Jimmy's explanation to me made a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. sense um and i saw after the event people were like just bitching up a storm online you know why jimmy this makes no sense this is this 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 doesn't play into any of the bloodline stuff what's going on this that and the other and i'm like yo if you listen to roman's promo two weeks ago he told you exactly why jimmy would do what he did jay continued Here's- to take jimmy's spot so at some point, jealousy is going to come into it. Jimmy last night went out there and said, pump the brakes. It's not because of jealousy that I did what I did. And it's not because I wanted to help you, Roman. It's because I didn't want my brother to turn into you. I seen what the with this tribal chief, with this head of the table, with carrying his belt around has done to you as an individual, as a person. You're an asshole. I don't want my brother to be an asshole. <laughs> like... So that's why I did what he did, so he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't be overtaken by the stranglehold. It's like what? It's like Lord of the Rings with the ring, right? You know, 
they had to they had to get rid of it because it, why was freaking Gollum running around trying to get the ring? <laughs> like it makes total sense. Yeah, bro. bro, you could have did it for the rock, it would have made sense. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of those memes going out there. There's there's three different like I don't see how people were hating saying they where did it come from? Why? There's there's three different options where you can run with of why he did it, and it all makes sense. Mm. Jealousy. I didn't want you to turn into Roman, and also uh, Paul being like the puppeteer. This is all your fault, Jay. Right. You caused this. Yeah. And Paul and even people just that, and Paul even said that whenever uh, Jay and Solo were in the ring prior to their main event match, where he brought it up again. It's all your fault, Jay. They're covering all their bases. Yeah. So I mean, I, to me, this just branches it off, and it. The Jimmy saying or Jay saying what he said at the end of the show is where my intrigue picked up because mm-hmm. this is where you can where you can add into it. We know Roman is hurt. He got hurt about five seven minutes into that match, taking a taking a tope suicida from Jay. Um, don't know if it's a hip or a back, but it is an injury. Don't know how long, but don't expect Roman to be in the ring prior to Survivor Series. And if it is, it'll be in a tag match, and he'll do very little. Or earlier in the month, depending on whether they do Survivor Series or Crown Jewel. Yeah, because they do have a Saudi show before yeah. that. That's right. But definitely not so, payback or fastlane. Right. So let, let Jimmy and Jay carry the story. You still got Solo you can play with. You still got the wise man. To me, I'm... We're we're good, as Paul Hammond said. We're in the bottom of the third, mm-hmm. which is which. I'm going to go back to what I've said months ago. Again, this storyline does not need the title. This is why I feel they fucked up at WrestleMania. Still, the storyline is all about the tribal internal bloodline, not about mm-hmm. the title. The match at SummerSlam was not about the title. Like that match just happened to be for the title, and it it didn't need it. And this is exactly why I don't enjoy this storyline. Because I'm I'm completely over it. This honestly, this week up until last night, this was my Jabroni of the week, was the bloodline. I think it needs the title to be the storyline and not just a storyline. See, I don't even think it needs to be part of it. I feel like it the, the fans have been invested enough in the storyline to where it it's overlooking the title. The title isn't part of the picture. And that's the way well, that that's a SummerSlam for me. Doesn't that doesn't that go back into what Roman has said and what Paul said in the press conference afterwards, where like we're doing things that are on a different level in pro wrestling. We're we're not following the wrestling formula. I don't feel like they're doing anything different. They're just being longevity. That's it. But it's not for the title. Like they're not making the title be the end all be all, which is completely different from the title's been the whole point up until the past few months. Until you've really got into the internal strife of the bloodline, it's been about the title. But now since summer or since WrestleMania, it hasn't been about the title. It's been about the tribal chief. So it's like you again, right there. You could have had Roman lose the title at WrestleMania, and you could have still been building this storyline and still been doing it. 
and it wouldn't have changed anything. Roman, hey, Roman said it last night on SmackDown. Of, uh, he was talking about the story about like everything with with the Usos and everything. He goes, nobody cares anymore. It's just like, well, that explains it right down to a T for me. Because like, I sure as shit don't care anymore. The bloodline for me has just gotten stale the past month. Like I haven't, I haven't enjoyed any of it really as the build up, but. We'll see what the Usos can do, but yeah, it's. I've been over it, and I'm I'm definitely more over it now than I was before. If this, if this was a, if this was a if the if the Bloodline was an episodic TV show, I'm still tuning in for season three. Like yep. I'm not I'm not out on the show. I'm I'm tuning in each week and I'm watching. Man, Marlena was. And that's the way, that's, but that's the way that I've looked at this this angle and this storyline and these characters. This this is being told as its own individual TV series within a broader TV show. Wouldn't have been one I would have tuned out a while ago. <laughs> And WWE really, in general, isn't making me want to tune in for anything. So, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. So SmackDown for me last night, Mount Rushmore of the week. I needed, I needed that, I needed that coming out of SummerSlam. Um, and it just, yeah, like to me, I there's nothing that I would change about last night's show. And, and let's not forget about the the hurt business 2.0. I don't know. I don't know why. It just it just it just looks good together. There, I, I don't <clears> need <throat> the name. <throat> I don't need the name. I don't need the name to be hurt business 2.0. Yeah, no, no. We can call it. We can call it street business, or whatever they want to decide to run with. What, the, what, whatever were, the, what were they saying last night? Some something sky, sky's the limit. Was sky's the limit. They want. It's like no, I don't want that to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dawkins, they, Dawkins coming out in the full Bond suit last night. Just like he didn't just do, <laughs> he didn't do suit game. He just he he stepped it all up. The only thing about last night's show that I would take away can we please stop refer, can, can we please stop referencing the yeah movement as the yeah movement? I don't need you to tell me that a yeah movement is taking place. Yeah, no, I can see it clear as day on my screen. And stop trying to pigeonhole it and make it into a Daniel Bryan thing when it's not the same. It's not the same thing. It doesn't fit the character. L.A. Knight is not a, a, a an underdog that's being screwed over by the establishment that the fans just absolutely fell in love with because he's an underdog. No, he, he's gotten over because he's a smart-ass shit talker that people laugh at and not laugh at but laugh with who cracks jokes on other wrestlers. Miss said he's an attitude era knockoff. And that, that was going to be my Mount Rushmore of the week was him and LA Knight, their promo for Monday night. That's my that, was a, that was the closest thing to talking smack that we've seen on air since talking smack. I have a question before we even get into the promo from Monday. 
on at at SummerSlam after the Battle Royal and LA won. Cole goes, he has arrived. How does winning a job or Battle Royal at SummerSlam make him arrive? Well, what's even funnier is that the night before on Friday night, he's saying LA Knight has done absolutely nothing. Like buried him on commentary on Friday night. So Friday night, you bury him 24 buried, hours later. They buried his match last night on commentary too. They did nothing but make jokes the whole time during that match. And just it buried the whole, like, that's why I hated that match last night. I mean, you're fighting top dollar. And can we can't lead away from them? Yeah. Agreed. He doesn't say anything. Probably. Go back and listen to all the promos in Attitude Era. <laughs> they're, they're, they, they're not Shakespeare's um, sonnet number seven. Like, it was just people out there talking shit on each other. And that was my Mount Rushmore because you got talking smack Miz. You didn't get goofy, Miz. You got Miz at his best. And that's what I want to see going forward. And people I were saying, like, hey, you get stuck with the Miz. No, I think this is this this will this can be big if they do it right. I, I felt like both. the, the promo was okay. Like I like I agree that was more talking smack Miz than anything yeah. on there, but it was one of those ones that I was like, okay. That's gonna. Look, they probably created was like this. Looks. This is gonna be good. We're gonna p- pencil this down. And sometimes what looks good on paper doesn't always work out. And I just felt like the two of them. It. It sounds good, but I just didn't feel like it hit hit a, a home run out of the park. Just the two of them going at each other. Yeah. No, I'm the opposite. From their first interaction, this is what I want to see yeah. more of. Like I think it could build, but yeah, I didn't love it enough to be like, they, okay, I can't wait for a match. They both got their shots in mm-hmm. the tiny stones, you know, the stepping stone, like just added to their knockoff, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, LA Knight saying, Hey, you got kicked out of the locker room and had to dress in the hallway and bathrooms, but I may have heat in the back room, but ain't nobody kicking me out of the locker room. Like I yeah, sign me up. And this is where you do away with Miz TV for a while. Because <clears throat> I do not want to see any of that during this run. I want to see straight Just talking smack top tier Miz. Champion Miz. I'll go with that. To me, this is right in Miz's wheelhouse. This is what makes the Miz the Miz and why people who hate the Miz just don't appreciate how good he actually is. Appreciate the love, bro. Words of affirmation mean a lot, pro. Words of affirmation mean a lot. May not be affirmation. Or affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, this is Mrs. Wheelhouse. People can doubt on the Miz all they want, but the guy's a 20 plus year vet of WWE who continues to, to get people over and has put people over his entire career. And when you want him to be a legitimate threat and legitimate contender or a legitimate character, he can snap in and out of that probably better than almost anybody on the roster. This is one of the people I tune in for, for that reason, because he can do whatever they want him to do. As one where one all year and still commands the crowd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Miz and LA Knight was was on my Mount Rushmore till the entire show last night, so I'm glad somebody else brought it up there. Chris, Mount Rushmore for you? Mount Rushmore, I gotta give it to Chad Gable for the week. You know, coming off another one that was on my list. Coming off of his win or coming off his his win, his match with uh with Gunther last week. You know, we were talking about how Chad Gable needs to be, you know, we always say Chad Gate needs to get to that next level and I enjoyed everything they did with him on Monday. I thought the match was great. You know, it was kind of nice to actually have a, a full match without a commercial break for something like that. Um, I'm hoping they give the match on payback and not just do it on Raw mm-hmm. because I think they both deserve that match. And I think their next title match will be even better than we, that match we saw on Raw last week. So loved everything with Chad Gable. Glad it was, you know, got the hometown reaction, got the hometown crowd going family being there got to give it to the man yeah home, home field advantage definitely played a part but i think if that's in another city it may not be as over as it was there but it's still going to be that still would have been yeah. the same reaction because yeah i think he's was, over mm-hmm. the whole alpha academy is just over to the point where it would have been fine anywhere yeah absolutely get out of here bro Log off. <laughs> I'm not mad at that Mount Rushmore, nope. bro. You can throw Arby's curly fries up on the Mount Rushmore all day long. Not going to hate that at all. It's my jabroni. It's pro for that take. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of jabronis, Jay, why don't you kick us off? What, what did you not like about this week in pro wrestling? Um... I had to give it to Charlotte. I don't know why. She's just been off. Like, the, the triple threat was terrible. The match last night, it just, she feels like Randy Orton to me. <clears throat> like, she's top tier, but she plays when she wanted. Or maybe she's just been away from the ring and needs to brush up on her, on her steps, her timing. But she's been looking off the last two matches, last couple matches. I don't know if this will have any play into it because I don't know. I don't trust what I read on the internet half the time, but rumor is there could be some issues with her and Andrade. So mm. if there's anything anything going on in her head, maybe that's why she's lost a step this week. Mm. Um, but, you know, if that's true or not, I don't know. I just, I just threw out some, like the one thing I didn't like. So it's just like a stick to the wall, Jabroni, like threw some shit out there. But you're right about the match at SummerSlam. Yeah. If EO's the part that saved that match. Yes. So. Chris, what do you got, Jabroni? Um, something that came across last night, because honestly, this wasn't my Jabroni until it happened last night. Um, and I just it's not anything, you know, that happened on screen. It's just something that I felt was is that was announced in bad taste more than anything. Um, but AEW announced this upcoming week is going to be Fight for the Fallen on Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision with all the proceeds going to the Maui Food Bank. So that's cool. You know, you know, everything that's going on in Hawaii right now, you know, they need some love. But on Fight for the Fallen this week is going to be a death match between Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. That 
Yeah, like a little distasteful, it, you know, whenever you're trying to promote it being for Maui mm-hmm. and everything that's going on in Hawaii. With all the people that have died in, in these wildfires over there, I think last I saw it was over 60-some, you know, and hopefully it doesn't grow much more than that. You don't have a death match on the show to promote, you know, what's going on over there. So this week I got to give it to, to Tony Khan AEW for, for that little politically incorrect flub. Yeah, that's a that's a. <laughs> I don't. I saw it, and I heard it, and I'm like, "What are we like? What are we doing? Like, how does that not go through like the, the checks and balances? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, great sentiment, way to way to make a change, and way to to have a positive impact by mm-hmm. donating proceeds and contributing and everything else. Um, but yeah, just to be that tone deaf that one of your marquee matchups is a death match just doesn't no. equate to, to being good. And the match is sponsored by, you know, they're hyping it around the Texas uh, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre. Video, video game. So it's just like, okay, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with that you know so it's like you could have a match just between the two sponsored by the texas chainsaw massacre video game but to make the match a death match is just where i'm like no like yeah like you said it's toned off yeah yeah i am jabroni this week not that like i didn't really hate anything um to make like a legitimate jabroni there was there was a lot of stuff um Look, Kenny. Kenny what up um you know NXT the whole schism angle with the Cree brothers and you had the match with with uh Kiana James and Ivy now and then everybody's surrounding the ring and they're hitting it at the same time. It just didn't I'm like what if this doesn't even one it didn't look good. Two it made no sense. Why are they why is this cult all chanting around this ring? Like and then to have the, the family Tony D and and Stacks come out for the save just I don't I don't know. That just kind of didn't make sense to me. Um, I, I'm I'm really starting to get. I'm completely checked out on the BCC. Like I I just I don't want to hear Boxley give another promo. I don't like. There's nothing about them right now that interests me to make mm-hmm. me want to tune in to see anything that they do. Claudio with the mask on was gold for me. <laughs> That's about the only part. <laughs> and honestly, after during the match, I was expecting it to be um, them to take Ray's mask off too, the way like they were kind of like hovering around him at mm-hmm. the end, just like it's like all right, they're just gonna take both their masks and it's like are we gonna have a repeat of Collision a couple weeks ago? Have a ladder match for the masks? Yeah, and then for me, like I watched Dynamite. But at the same time, like, I think Pro, Pro already started dipping into the alcohol this morning. <laughs> Mom, meatloaf, meatloaf. Um, like dynamite again, just kind of 
Went through the motions with it. Like I was I felt I felt myself watching the show but being like checking on other things. <clears throat> like the show didn't have me. I wasn't sitting there watching it from start to finish. Like I was I was checking out a lot during the show, man. Like I don't know what it is about them recently. They're just not hitting for me at all. I'm surprised neither of you brought up um Dodgeball. The Jericho, the Jericho oh. Appreciation Society. That was probably my strongest selection as far as Jabroni of the Week was the way that, that segment came out. You opened up the show with everybody in the ring, and then one by one they just rattled off why they hate Jericho. We brought that up earlier, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kenny, Rikishi, according to pros reporting, Rikishi said that it was a mistake by the promoter. And and I said, well, that's good promoting by the promoter because you're drawing attention to your event. It's the definition of promoting. Um, but, yeah, the Jericho, the JS, like you just – you ran through everybody and then it just ended. Sammy walked in the crowd and it just ended. Like, yeah. why – What's the pur- what was the purpose? And Daddy Magic was probably the biggest offender, even though he gave the most emotional reason as to why it hurts him to turn on Jericho. He didn't say, you're not making my nipples hard. That was a miss. This whole character, you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Not Chris Jericho. Like, why was that not the opening line in his, in his part of the segment? Pause. Exactly. <laughs> My question is more why was Steve thinking about Daddy Magic's nipples? Because <laughs> I was sitting there waiting. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is gonna be the zing for the whole. This is gonna like I was waiting for the zing. Look who joined in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at that, Donald. But yeah, the other thing that the other thing that made my jabroni of the week this week. Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it as we're going through the JS. But did you see the clip of Okada and um? It wasn't Tamatonga. Um, it was his brother. I, I didn't. I, yeah. Why can't I think of his name right now? Somebody help me out. Tongaloa. Yeah, brother. Yep. Yeah. We're dumb, Marks. This show's terrible. <laughs> um, but they had a clip of him. Yeah, Tongaloa. Um, <clears throat> like doing. I, I don't know. It wasn't even like punches. It was like he gave him like a, a like a haku uppercut. And then he just like went into like tapping him in different sections of his chest and stomach and. It was like the worst thing ever. Turning with Orange Cassidy too much. <laughs> Okada's trying to sell these punches like they're devastating, and the camera angle is behind, so you're getting a full-on shot of these punches, and they're barely touching him. It was just, it was god awful. It was was, was it probably a, one of the was worst. Was it a G one match? Yeah, it was a G one match. I didn't so, see it, but pressure point taps. <laughs> it wasn't it, it like. <laughs> There were there were That's harder punches. Thrown. That's what he does. <laughs> there were harder punches thrown in Montgomery, Alabama than in that match. 
Stop training with Michael Cole. <laughs> when are we gonna when are we gonna get the folding chairs match sponsored you by the <laughs> But yeah, that that those two things stood out the most as being just duds this week. Mm-hmm. So like what part of the thing that I didn't understand with the JAS was you had you had them all like walk away separately. So it wasn't like they all walked away collectively together. Like they all did their own thing and walked away. But then Anna has a match later and they're still with her. Just like so we're gonna split up, you know, we're not gonna No, we're not walk, they, we're not gonna walk away collectively, you know, like we're still together, you know. Yeah. They all took their shots and they walked away, but then we're still gonna come out together. It's like it I don't know. That that needs explained a little bit better for me. Yeah, so those were my two for jabronis. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the G1 this year. This is kind of usually where I like step away from New Japan for a little bit. Yeah, I, I the G1 for me hasn't grabbed me this year. Um, I agree with, with Pro there as far as it being a lot of misses. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We'll we'll see what comes about there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever they actually stop calling it Twitter or tweets, then maybe I'll change it to the X. But as long as they keep saying everything's a tweet and it's still Twitter as for the handles, yeah. <laughs> they don't know yeah. what they're doing, so. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, any other any other thoughts? Hits, misses, Mount Rushmore, Jabroni, anything runner up for you? Either selection before we get into the game for this week. I just gotta throw Cole and MJ up up there. For as far as being bad or good, good, okay. good. The dodgeball segment. They're they're they grabbed me in. <clears throat> they're the one thing that's keeping me tuning in. I hate to say it. I love the segment. Their, their segments have been great. You know, yeah. a lot of their in-ring stuff has been great too. But what do you, I'm not sure how I feel about this, and I'm I'm leaning more one way than another. Um, it's not a 50-50, but having a match on the zero hour for the Ring of Honor tag team titles before they have a match at all in, like yeah, it's part of Cole's plan. Is this where you start the dissension? No, you get MJ. MJF is gonna. Wear himself out. He's wrestling twice in one night. That's where I was thinking of it going, but it's like I really don't want to see them win titles because I hate whenever they do that shit. Like mm-hmm. especially in WWE, they've all, they've always done this like on a road to WrestleMania where the the they team and then they win the titles. And I hope that's not the route they go with this. I don't think Cole really wants to win the titles. Like I said, it's I don't just think a so way either. But... To, a way for him to to get MJF ran down before their match. I'm telling you, Cole, this is like the Cole's gonna be the scumbag out of this, yeah. and MJF is gonna skyrocket as a baby base. Uh, I see it being. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they both had something up their sleeve for all. <laughs> well, I see it being where Cole Cole lines back up with the Kingdom and Roddy. Okay. They've been telling that as far as Cole yeah. being, they like they've been dropping the hints. Cole's a scumbag. Cole turns on everybody. Mm-hmm. Cole does not like his friends. 
this, that, and the other. And they're, they're, they brought Roddy into the fold with them. They came out and grabbed them off the stage this week. Thank God for that because whatever MJF um, hit him with that Taylor Swift line, I was like, Roderick Strong is dead as a character. Because <laughs> he absolutely – would he call him a bland Random. what? Random white guy, bland white guy. <laughs> That could be something there, bro. Yeah. Like I said to Steve last week, you can't have yeah. sympathy for the devil. He's coming up on a big show level turns. <laughs> <laughs> MJF's at the point where you just you make him a baby face. I'd like to see it. This was this was not intended by any means when they put them two together, but it fits perfectly. To have MJF come out as a baby face in this. Is this so I know we're a few weeks away and we don't have to go like full predictions, but do you see this being the event? Do you see Cole taking it off MJF? If that's his goal is to wear him down in in, the, in zero hour. I, I don't know if he necessarily wins it, but this doesn't have to be your prediction, just talking right now. Yeah, no, I don't know if he absolutely wins it, but if he's if we're gonna get the whole, if we're gonna get the cold turn and him be the bad guy and MJF the babyface, then I could see MJF winning, and then Cole does something to get the heat, and you know, align himself with the Kingdom and Roddy and their group because, you know, Bobby Fish had to run his mouth and Kyle O'Reilly is has you know neck fusion surgery, so who knows whenever he's gonna be back, if if at all. Like, you brought that up a little bit ago, too. See, like, you know me, I like Ring of Honor back in the day. I was watched it, but I was inconsistent with viewing. So were they partnered together, Adam Cole and the Kingdom at one time? Yeah, they were the, they were the Kingdom. That's like, who the Kingdom was, that group? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it just makes it just makes sense to put Cole and you, then you have that faction of four. Um, yeah, like. The whole time, Cole just keeps telling Roddy, trust him, trust him, trust the process. He's like Joel Embiid. Trust the process, Roddy. Now, whether or not Roddy's in on it or not, who knows? I think Roddy is, and they're just playing MJF like a fiddle. And to me, that's that, that makes the most sense from the storytelling standpoint, that MJF gets his wool pulled over his eyes, which you would never think the devil would get swerved because he's the devil. But – what they've done so far it just makes the most sense for that to happen. I'd be disappointed if they go in a different direction than that. Because having MJF revert back to being the scumbag heel after all this and all the equity he's built up and everything else and the fans just getting behind him. They were behind him whenever he was a heel, but now you you know what I mean? Like because yeah. at this point, here we are, you know, August, you know, September you know, whenever he's defending these titles, you know, back-to-back weekends, you know, his contract's reportedly up, you know, January 2024. No, he's not. He can't. Did you see the clip of him after after the show? Uh, I think last week after Dynamite, whenever mm-hmm. he – so, you know, if you've been to an AEW event, they have the last match or whatever, and then people come out to close the show and send people home happy with a little speech and that – 
it started back whenever the elite were doing it on their run yeah. before AEW was a thing, right? And usually it's baby faces that come out and do it. Um, we've seen any Kingston do it here in Pittsburgh. Britt Baker's done it, you know, a couple times. Tony Khan is usually out there, not always, but he usually is. Well, there's a clip going around. MJF was the one that was out there talking and closing the show, and he cut a baby face promo and, you know, bashed, not bashed WWE, but took shots at WWE and talked about how Tony Khan made him a rich man already. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that deal's already done. It could be. I'm just thinking more of the storyline of his the bidding war 2024 that he does. You know, do you have him state champion th- to that? You know, like, do you play that up as an angle, or does the title get taken off? Do you, is there even anybody that you see right now other than Adam Cole that could take the title off him right now? I think that I think that may have been it, pro, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It was within the last couple of weeks that he did it, so. Whether it was a dynamite or a collision, one of those, but he did it. My whole thing with the bidding war of 2024, if you're running this whole CM Punk is the real world champion gimmick, it almost makes sense that he has to face MJF, right? But I, unless they just make the belt, the official belt for collision, and then you have two belts a la WWE. I mean, I'm hoping they do some sort of match to to merge up to get rid of that. But because right now it's like, whoa, whoa, stop the show, <laughs> stop the show. I think he's missing August, uh, August 12th. Ty, Ty hacked uh, Pro's account. He's August missing punctuations. 2023. We have the biggest. I just got it. <laughs> It's no comma title for punk please. Yeah, right? yeah, I think he, okay. I think there's a comma in here. <laughs> no nope. comma, like no. Nope. Title for I'm punk. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take pro in his words. <laughs> I mean, it's no different. Like right now, it's considered, okay. you know, no different than the FTW title. Just a title that's not sanctioned. Let's have title speaking, of, speaking of that, I would love to see Donald's comments on that because <laughs> I actually enjoyed that match. I thought Jack Perry had a great troll job wearing the Jerry Lynn inspired ring gear. Be clear, no title for punk, bro. I'm proud of you, bro. That's a big step, bro. Like, if this is a 12 step program of getting rid of CM Punk as your device. You know, First step your, is admittance. Is your grip? You step one admittance. You you sound like you've been there now. That you're on like step ten. This is good, pro. Proud of you. This is amazing. Um, Which but step yeah, is Jack apologies. Well, <laughs> but no, Jack Perry, great troll job wearing the Jerry Lynn inspired ring gear. I thought RVD hit all the. The, the classics ran through it. Then what do you got paid I, I for? Was, I was not I was not mad at watching that match this week, where I know Donald was absolutely shitting on it the previous. He probably week. didn't even watch it. 
I just I don't want to see this continue. I don't want this to be a recurring thing of just ECW people. You know, like it, it seems like it's going to be. Like I feel like you could have saved that for a, whether it be an all in or an all out, or something like that. All right, now we're not sharing that comment, pro, because like we're not going to take steps backwards. You said no title for him, and then I don't need you to follow up with love. You know, we don't let's not do this. So we're on the MJF circle. Should we get into the game? Yeah, let's get into the game. So, Jason, I see you You had the homework done for you already, and you took it and just threw it up there, which we were expecting after last week's show. Well, that's um, what y'all said, dude. <laughs> you want too much time to go by. I know. I know. So ESPN put out their 30 under 30 list. Top 30 wrestlers under 30 years old. This list right here just explains why ESPN should not be putting out lists about <laughs> pro wrestling. Now, is your complaint uh, like the the people on the list or the rankings of the people or both. everything? Okay, both people and the rankings. I think oh. ESPN is doing this from like not in ring wrestling, but the characters and how much attention they draw. To me, it looks like a popularity contest more than pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seriously? I didn't know that. There's no way ESPN is using an AI list and claiming it as their own. Are they really doing that? Because if that's the case, I might as well just not watch ESPN at all. <laughs> you can have the, an AI person sit across Stephen A. Smith on first. Oh, so, they, so they made the cutbacks a few weeks ago just to go all <laughs> AI. <laughs> What's it? All right, so this list pisses me off even more because AI didn't even get it right. Well, let's we can just give our top five. Yeah, not, fact- based on where we are in twenty twenty three. Dom Dom cannot be above mommy. Okay, Donald. No. No. Dom is always underneath mommy, which mommy <laughs> got engaged this week. Pause. Um, so shout out to her and Buddy Matthews um, for for claiming their everlasting love for each other. So, you know, best wishes to you guys moving forward for a happy, healthy, fruitful marriage. You, you, guys right do that you, lot. you don't let that slip away. But ba- based on where we're at right now in 2023, I got no problem with MJF1 and Rhea2. I'd flip them. No problem with that. But I agree. Uh, I agree with that. It's not even so much. It, for me, it, a lot of the people I agree with on the list, it's more the order. You know, Yes, yeah. there are people missing and that deserve to be on here. Jason, you brought up a few in the in the group chat this week, but yeah, Roxanne and Trey Miguel, I believe, should be on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roxanne and Trey Miguel for sure. Um, where's uh, how like is Ace Austin under 30? He's got to be. 
Is Chris Bay under 30? Like, where where are those two at? A lot of these people I was looking up were like sneaky, uh, sneakily 35. Okay. It seemed like everybody, everybody in TNA was like 35 years old. <laughs> I'm looking at these. Ace is, Ace is 26. Okay. Oh. So that makes yeah. sense. That, yeah, it's a good one. Chris, Chris Bay. Chris Bay is 27. Should be on the list. Yeah. yeah. Dragon off is too low. Dragon off is way too low. Donald's just throwing all NXT up there. He's just going <laughs> to say up the entire PC. Except MJF. Yeah, I don't. I think I'd keep MJF and Rhea where they're at. I'd probably pull Dragonov at number three. Deanna See, Dragunov, maybe four. Dragonov in the ring, yes. Dragonov on the mic. Still. <clears throat> I mean, if I'm doing this off of me, I'm picking people that can go in the ring. You know, Daniel and, Garcia. Daniel Garcia is too low at 29. Yeah. Yuta, I think, deserves to be higher than 20. What do you feel about Tony Storm? Should she be in the top 10? I, she... put Deanna, I put Deanna above Tony Storm. You could take Liv and Logan out the top 10 for me. I like Takeshita, but I think Takeshita doesn't belong in the top 10. I was just about to ask that. Uh... Not yet. Like, I still feel he's in his rookie year more than mm-hmm. anything. I mean, you got Monster. Look, look, look at what Impact Wrestling has. Just, just Impact Wrestling, right? From this list, 30 under 30. It's all three knockouts. Jason, well, how old is Jason? Jordan, and I know he's not. He's got to be in his 30s, right? Who? Alexander. Yeah, he's older. But you got well. Jordan Grace just left Impact, so we don't know where she's going to end up. Mm-hmm. But you got Deanna and and Slamovich, and to me, Masha at twenty one is is low. Oh, that came up. Oh my bad. I'm trying. To oh, you got it. My bad. I can tell you, I'm touching stuff. I got it. <laughs> <clears throat> I know AI won't acknowledge Impact Pro, but you know me. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my Impact. But Dion is on there and Jordan's on there. But you got so. Chris Bay and Ace Austin, who's not? Yeah. You got Trey Miguel, who's not on this list. Like that's six people right there that should be on this list. If it's AI, it's probably going like Google search. You know, like who mm-hmm. who are the most popular Google? That's probably what this is. Most popular Google searches under thirty. I'm just mad that I thought this was a legitimate list from ESPN, but they're using artificial intelligence to put out lists now. You thought somebody took the time and did the research. <laughs> yeah. Lists. I did. It's a sham of a show. Definitely above, definitely above. Roman's 30. He, he just was he's too a, old to cut. He's our age, so. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm trying to think that if there were any other, like, big omissions that 
Hangman's not on here. He's under 30. Um, I would have thought Hangman was over 30. I thought, well, he's maybe right on the cusp. Mm -hmm. Where's Britt? Is Britt Britt above 30? Britt is 32. Hangman's also 32. All right. Surprised a lot of these people are this young, though. Yeah. Especially those UK talents. Feels like they've been around for forever. That's because they turned pro at 14 and 13. True. They, they, by the time they're 23, they already have 10 years in. Like, I could, I could swear you, Tyler Bate was over, (laughs) over 30. (laughs) I think he was 21 whenever he won the UK title. Jeez. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was super young. Yeah, I just, interesting I just, list that that definitely changed up the game. Knowing that's an AI list, though. Yeah. Yeah. Period. They had, they had write-ups about him. That's what's weird. Yeah. They did. They had breakdowns, like everything. AI is a smart cookie, but dumb. Just in time. Ty, who, who else deserves to be on this list? Ty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. This, this is, yeah. Anything else on that? No, I can't it's, anybody else yet. No. it's an AI-generated list. Yeah. Like that pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> definitely didn't expect that. Leave it to my day to be. Well, no, that goes no, to figure that's... you would use AI to do your homework. That that definitely falls in line with a Jason move. All all future debate this list will be done by ChatGPT from Jason. <laughs> Well, one got to go. Are coming from? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that actually falls in line. Now that I think about it, I can't even be mad because Jason would use AI for his shit. Like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, let's see here. We, I got everything covered on my list this week. You guys, got anything left? Um, I I did want to say that oh, about four to five one. days four to five days ago, my Mount Rushmore was going to be. I don't know if he's a president or he's some big he's he's some leader in South Africa, so but sad. in South Africa they were holding a rally for economic freedom, and the speaker that gave the speech, they played John Cena's theme song, his entrance music, as they elevated him up above the stage on a lift, as he was given this impassioned you know Forrest Whitaker Nelson Mandela-esque speech in South Africa, and it was literally one of the best things I've ever watched. Honestly, it was tremendous. Yesterday after I saw that I went on Google, did uh, Google search, did YouTube search, did everything to try to find another video because I was like, you know what? I was like, I need to see if this is a legit video or someone just put the music in behind the video. 
I couldn't no, find it, anything else. I, I'm hoping it was 100 percent real. I just, yeah. I just reposted it on Twitter. So go out there and take a look at it on our on our Twitter page, the Mars Podcast. I just retweeted it. It is literally the greatest thing ever. Like pro wrestling will find its way into anything. It's tremendous. Tremendous. That so yeah that that was actually going to be my Mount Rushmore this week. Um, <laughs> trying to think if I had anything else here. Um, looking through, I saw rumor is Kari Zane resigned with WWE this week. Good thing, bad thing. Donald's excited. <laughs> the pirate princess is back. So Donald got his he got his eye patch ready to go. You know, we're just going Oscar, you know the Kabuki Warriors tag champs. Soon as soon as uh I saw Sonya Sonya got uh injured this week, I was like, Well, we know who's gonna take get the tag titles now. I wanna see Chelsea. Speaking of that, and I don't know if this is where you were going, Jay, but Chelsea Green went on I believe it was the bump or it was on Corey Graves' podcast. But they asked her about what should be done and she gave the best creative i've heard from a creative pitch in probably years i don't even know what it is and i know it won't she be said done she wants to, she said she's going to start a show called chelsea green got talent and she's going to interview and have performers come out to perform and give reasons as to why they should be her tag team partner to be a part of the tag team champions or she's just going to carry the belts by herself. <laughs> I mean, they said they're going to keep them on her for a while. So, yeah, do that and have, like, a backstage segment. That would be awesome. Be tremendous. You know how good she would be in that role? But you know like, if it ain't Vince's idea, he don't do it. That. So <laughs> That sounds like a great idea. and something they could do. They could do a segment on Raw, and then they could do shit, you know, on social media with it, too. Yeah, you can carry that up. That that's a social media gimmick if I've ever seen one. Again, it won't be done. Know, <laughs> Even before you said it, it would be done. It would be tremendous. It would be like because she can do it. Yeah, she's that type of talent that can do it. <laughs> it's just um, a shame this happened whenever it happens. And- yeah. Shit happens in life, you know, unfortunately. Look, but. Are the WWE tag team titles cursed at this point? The it's women's tag be. team titles. Like, you might as well just retire those belts because nothing has worked since they brought those Mm-mm. belts onto the roster. They never booked them properly. Nope. They've just been handed back and forth between singles competitors that Vince put as a tag team. Sasha and Naomi quit the company based off of them. Then it's just been hopped around between tag teams because people are getting hurt. Like, it's just just retire the belts. This is what I, I said in the beginning whenever they were bringing these belts in. It's like I didn't ex- – I knew they weren't going to be able to book them well. And, and where, are your, where are your NXT ladies at? Yeah. They could at least done something with them. Yeah, they got rid of that, that title just because. Where's your uh where's your favorite tag team at Jay? Uh Katana? Katana. Yeah, Katana. Uh, on social media. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's the only place I've seen it. They got to be back at catering on SmackDown. Sure not. You can use that all. Yeah, so I don't know. But nobody got anything else? Let's wrap this puppy up. Guys, head over to our, our Spotify channel. Tune in over there. Listen to us every week on Spotify. Get our, our listens up there. Head over to our all social media at DumbMarksPod. DumbMarksPod.com for all the links and more. As Steve always says, any questions or more, hit us up. DumbMarksPod at gmail.com. And I got nothing else for the week. We could pretty much hit everything, I think. Yeah, good show. Mount Rushmore, hit us up social media. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong as far as Mount Rushmore for the week that wasn't pro wrestling. If you have any additional jabronis of the week, throw them out there as well. Maybe we get some comments from week to week. We'll we'll revisit, you know, people's Mount Rushmore's and jabronis. So let's throw a tweet out there asking for people's Mount Rushmore and jabronis of the week so we can get those up. Maybe if we do it, you know, before the show, um, Friday night, leave it up there read them off live on air on Saturday morning or we do it after the show and, and revisit them the following week here. Um, As always, guys, love the comment section. Comment yeah. section was hidden today, so that's the street, Jason. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. With that being said, thanks for tuning in each and every single week as we do. We appreciate you guys rocking with us. Um, as always, we'll leave you with a little quote of positivity to start your week come Monday. A person's ability to grow is directly related to the amount of truth they can accept about themselves. A person's ability to grow is directly related to the amount of truth they can accept about themselves. And with that being said, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark. Until next time, y'all can catch us around the way. <laughs>